today we're starting a four-week series all of February. February is often a month that churches preach about relationships. And I guess because of Valentine's Day, I don't know. I think, I think the Bible's a little bigger than that. I think the relationships of February are bigger than just, you know, the day me and Michelle never remember to take until April. I think it's more than a dinner. It's a, it's a relationships about life with people. So we always try to preach our relationships, but broader than just the significant other, how can this be uh, impactful to any relationship? And so every year we try to think of a new creative way to spin our relationship series. And so today we're going we're gonna to do that. And um, I want to give you the passage on week one here, and then I'm going to give you a little bit overview of the whole, the whole series. First, Corinthians Chapter 3, verses 1 through 9. This is Paul speaking to the Corinthian brothers and sisters. He says, I could, brothers and sisters, I could not address you as people who live by the Spirit, but as people who are still worldly, mere infants in Christ. I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it yet. Like Camilla, she's drinking milk. She can't give her meat yet. She's not ready. Indeed, you are still not ready. You are still worldly, for since there is jealousy and quarreling among you, are you not worldly? He kind of like put it back to answer their own question. Are you not acting like mere humans? For when one says, I follow Paul, and another, I follow Apollos, are you not mere human beings? What, after all, is Apollos, and what is Paul? They're only servants. They're humans just like you, he's saying. And he's referring to himself here, Paul through whom, only servants, through whom you came to believe as the Lord has assigned to each his task. I planted the seed, Apollos watered, but God gives the increase. God makes it grow, NIV says. So neither one who plants nor the one who waters is anything but only God who makes things grow. Y'all getting this? The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose and they will each be rewarded according to their own labor. For we are co-workers. Look to your neighbor, tell them we are co-workers in God's service. I'll say that too, in God's service. What are we co-workers in? What are we co-workers in? Is it Pastor Jeff's service? No. What are we co-workers in? That's why being on time matters. That's why showing up every week matters because this is not for us. This is for God. And anything we do for God, we bring our best. It's out of excellence. Quit showing up late. It's for God. I dare you. Watch God change your life. Be prompt. Go for it. I'm telling you, God will change your soil. Sorry, I, I didn't try to preach today. I was going to talk about love all month because it's love month. But God says just, I don't know. I say, whatever, God, tell me what to do. And it comes out. Love you. Happy February. <laughs> Got you some chocolates. Somebody gave me some nut, nutter butters. <laughs> Thank you, Virginia. I know you're watching. Virginia sent me a box of nutter butters because last week I said there wasn't on a Target. <laughs> and so Jen shows up. That's her mom with nutter butters. So thank you, Jen. I will be fat more next week. Okay. Okay. Verse 9 again. This was so good, I totally digressed. For we are co-workers in God's service. You, oh, this kind of hurt. You are God's field. You're his field. 
God can't move without a field to grow a harvest in. And if you take away the field, you take away the harvest, you take away God's ability to move. Did you know Jesus said that many miracles can't be done in, in Nazareth because, because of a lack of faith, that if they just had a faith of a mustard seed, they could move a mountain? But people said, he just he's the carpenter's son. It's the same thing right here. You take away the field, it's because there's no faithfulness to get in the field. The laborers are few, the Bible says. Slow down, PJ. And I only had one cup of coffee today. You are God's field. We are his field. Hmm. You're God's building. I thought this was the building. No! This is a building, yes. This is not God's building. This is God's building. I mean, he owns it. He made it. The physical part is true. But wherever we take the field, that's us, that's us, is God's building. It's God's tabernacle. It's God's altar on and on. So don't ever let the brick and mortar get confused with the mission because that has nothing to do with the gospel. I mean, we need a building, but you take away the people, it's just a shell. We are the life in heaven's heartbeat. That's my series name today. In the building. The series is called Heaven's Heartbeat. I thought it was really cool because when you think of what is the core essence of life in heaven that represents everything God is. It's so simple, I bet one word would come to mind, and I'm not gonna give you any hits, but it's really popular this time of month. It is the word heart, yes, love. Christine, A for effort, because you actually tried to say something. <laughs> love. You know, I always heard God is love. Yeah, God is love. Yeah, he's so gracious, God is love. Like, I, it felt so shallow to me. Like, I know he's love, but what does that really mean? And so as I was writing this, ser- uh, this series, I was like, can I give him any meat on God is love? Like, it's so broad. And then it started getting real. I was, I was writing it, and I started crying in the sermons going, what am I digging into here? I'm revealing things that are, that are contradictory to love that God is. And so now I think that's the series. So, so what we're going to talk about is the things that, I, what I picked out is three things I won't give away the fourth week, that disturb the simplicity of God's love in our life. And as long as we keep these other things active, the simplicity of God's love will be disturbed in your life. And we'll keep fighting the same battles over and over because God's gospel was not meant to be complicated. It was meant to be simple. That's why, that's why the fisherman could go become the preacher because it was faithfulness that drove people. And so... Back to the basics of God's love, we have so complicated with our junk. Not the junk in my garage that I said I'll clean out this spring and another year goes by. The junk we keep in here that, that challenge God's love, active in our life. Heaven's heartbeat is God's love. The pulse in heaven that makes everything tick is God's love. Doom, 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 doom. I still think about the building announcement video with the heartbeat. But I got to redefine the heartbeat sound because this month it's about heaven's heartbeat, God's love. As we go through each week this month, we will address an emotion or behavior that prohibits the pulse of the relationships God designed us to have to beat fluidly and fruitfully. The things that prohibit that. When we let our emotions override, everybody say override, 
what we know. Come on, somebody. We poke fun because we know. We, just because we're Christian, don't, Christians don't have the wool over their eyes. They're, they're active with the light. Like, like we, we joke around with y'all, but I'm saying, like, like, we're supposed to be on alert and attentive to what is going on. Instead of like, ooh, I'm a sheep for the slaughter, throw me in. No, I'm here for Christ, and I'm paying attention to the wolves. That's the difference. So all that to say, we know. We know, but we choose, depending on the time of week, I'm, I'm preaching to myself, the time of day and the reason we choose to do something in place of God's love to a person, to a thing. Maybe we're on the receiving end. It's both directions for sure. When we let our feelings dictate the steps of how I engage with those closest to me, my relationships become less important to me than that emotion in the moment. When I let that emotion drive, that becomes more important to me. I'm not saying it's intentional, but until we recognize that's what happens, we can't correct it. Jesus shows us that love is greater than anything we can face or imagine, his love. However, what are we willing to allow, what are we allowing to get in the way of this love he's poured out? So today, so each week, it's going to be a math formula. And this week, anybody liked, uh, was it geometry that had the greater than, less than? What? what algebra? See, see, I, I was a C-minus student, 2.3 career GPA, you can tell. And I, I'm not ashamed of it. I did do better in college because I actually paid attention and showed up. But, uh, yeah, I, I can't remember some of those things. So today is love is greater than jealousy. So week one is love being greater than Jealousy. And next week, it's going to be love is greater than something else. And the third week, it's going to be love is greater than something else. And the fourth week, guess what? It's going to be love is greater than, yeah. Whoa, you guys are with it. Love it. (laughs) Is jealousy preventing me from loving like Jesus? I'm going to get them here and watch this. Who's excited for the, the new building? It's good. You ready to go after it? Cody, you ready to go after it? You ready to see this stage resurrected on that side of the wall and the lights come in and the media room go in there and people get excited for Jesus? Who's ready? Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Stand to your feet if you're ready like you mean it. Get out your chair and stand to your feet like you mean it. Come on, somebody. Let's let's clap like you mean it. Wow, this is cool. How many of you were jealous this week? You can sit down. Ten air squats. One and two and three. No. Now, of all you, I'm preaching to myself, and I'm not saying this may be your emotion this week, but I'll get you in one of the three weeks, I promise, because we're all imperfect people living in Christ that need some polishing in our soil. How many were jealous this week over something? Anybody? Thank you for being transparent. Taz, I love it, bro. Taz was jealous. Anybody else? Just give me like a three, like you don't want to be, okay. Now we're getting real with some people. Thank you. Hey, hey, hey. Like it's subconscious, people. It's the culture we live in. Okay, okay. If you weren't jealous, some, just something, just something that is like, mm, yeah, yeah. Like size them up, judge them. Like, like I'm, I'm, that's not fair. Like that kind of thing. Or this week, or this week you witnessed someone doing that. Can I get a, can I get a, can I get a pinky for that? Amen, bro? 
Any pinkies that you witnessed jealousy this week in somebody else? It could have been because the person cut you off in the checkout line. That's jealousy, people. I've had so many people might get mad at me in parking lots in my day because I beat them to the spot. That's part of the game. Snooze, you lose. I quit that when we planted the church. I'll never forget this time at Lowe's. This lady was saying things in another tongue, and, uh, and it was just after election season, so she was already hot about the results of that. And, man, she was just telling me up and down because of me cutting through the Lowe's parking lot, I guess, fast. I said, sorry. Anyway, um, love is greater than jealousy. Is jealousy preventing me from loving like Jesus? So when you got fired up and then you say, yeah, I was jealous this week, Paul says you're not ready. I'm not saying you got to be perfect. But Paul says, listen up, Corinthians, you're not ready as you think. 